Welcome to The Light Within, a podcast for anyone seeking to rewrite their life, live in their light, and align with their soul's highest purpose. I'm Leslie Draffin. Join me as we explore spirituality, sexuality, wellness, and the magical world around us. Hello, beautiful beings, and thank you so much for joining me for this episode of The Light Within. Today's guest is one I am so thrilled to have on the podcast. When I was manifesting this podcast back in January and getting things prepped to kick it off in March, I made a list of guests who I would love to have on the show, and Rachel Pringle was at the top of the list. I have been following her work for well over a year and a half. I've taken courses with her and with her husband. My husband and I took a course with Rachel and her husband, Johan, earlier in the year, and I have just really grown a lot by following her teachings and her work. So I am thrilled to have her come on to talk with you guys because I feel like you will grow a lot as well. Rachel Pringle is an actor, writer, creator of the Wild Woman Experience, a sensuality and dynamic Tantra teacher, and mystic. She has over 15 years of experience in human development, healing modalities, and somatic embodiment practices. She specializes in sensual embodiment, conscious communication alchemy, self-intimacy, mysticism in the tantric realm, and love in partnership. Her teachings cover presence, integrating our subconscious, energy dynamics, pleasure frequency, self-love, healing through the subtle body, and awakening to our innate power and self-genius. Her mission in life is to guide people to their deepest purpose through realigning them with their physical and energetic form and affording them the limitless energy and confidence to live the life of their dreams. Now, Rachel has a new three-week course coming out in August. It is called Wild Erotic, The Art of Being Turned On by Life. It kicks off August 8th, and I'll put a link to that course in the show notes. Now, in today's episode, we talk a lot about dance as a way to feel your feelings and meeting emotions and channeling them. We talk about her wild woman experience and her start as a model, and especially how she shifted her thoughts from her body being a commodity to her body as her true sacred home. We talk about embodying your sacred rage, creating sacred space, integration and alchemization of past beliefs. We talk a lot about trusting your instinctual wisdom and how you can live in union with your body. I really love this conversation, and I am so grateful for Rachel's work, both in my own life and in everything that she is birthing into this world. So please join me in welcoming Rachel Pringle to the Light Within podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. I am so excited too. So <laughs> the first thing I want to ask you is what ignites your light within? Oh my gosh. Uh, I think the the thing that first comes to mind is self-discovery. I The pursuit of discovering who I am and who we are as human beings is is a, a deep source of, of light for me. It's my favorite mm. subject and, and it illuminates something inside of me that, that keeps me propelling forward. Mm. And, you know, I've followed you on Instagram for well over a year and I'd love to hear you talk about, you know, what led you to the path that you're on now and kind of just what your spiritual awakening was like. Oh my gosh. 
You know, I, I am so blessed to have two really incredible parents and they did such a beautiful job of raising me and they really gave me the freedom to, to be exactly as I was, you know, there was, we didn't grow up with any sort of religion. And I remember asking them at like a very young age, I was like, what religion are we? And they're like, you can be whatever you want. And I remember saying, well, I'm going to be a Buddhist, <laughs> which is interesting because it's similar to, to, to my practice of, of course. And that was just the beginning of this sort of deep curiosity that I had around human development and, and really knowing that there was something way bigger than what we can just perceive with our mind. Mm -hmm. And I think the biggest sort of like aha moment was when I was 18, I had been in this sort of awareness on my own, really, really on my own, simply by myself. And then I watched The Secret. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's, it's such a, people have all, all sorts of opinions about the movie, but at that time, at that ripe age, it was just the light bulb that I needed, that everything that I was already doing and the way that I was already thinking was a real thing. And that just propelled me. I mean, it was like I was electrocuted. I was so fucking excited after that. Um, and it, it just sent me down a, a really deep, profound road of reading all the books. And I started with Abraham Hicks and Don Miguel Ruiz and and so on and so forth. And then when I was about 26 and moved to LA, that was really my introduction to discovering more the lines of like the divine feminine aspect and starting to introduce myself to goddess energy. And then it was just like a rocket ship. Um, well, first of all, I love that your parents were super open to allowing you to like explore everything. It's very different upbringing, certainly from what I encountered myself. Um, and I have to say, I think I actually, I'm trying to think back in my head how I discovered your work on Instagram. And I think it was like through Mia's stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I maybe even saw you and Johan in one of her YouTube videos when she yeah. was like over in London. In, yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And eventually I found your wild woman experience and took that with you last summer. So what is wild woman and when did you kind of create that? Mm. Yeah, it's beautiful because it goes right into what I was just expressing. I, I had moved to LA and I just started dating Johan and he, you know, is such a beautiful, powerful mirror. And he was really pointing me towards this part of myself that was perhaps a bit underdeveloped. You know, I would say that my sacred masculine or my yang energy was very developed in a sense that I was, you know, I was like the leader and structure and all of those things I'm so good at and still am. And I remember feeling like, oh, I want to get in touch with this part of myself, but I don't know exactly how. And, you know, I did the normal thing, Googled all the things and nothing really came up that excited me. Um, I went to this amazing workshop when I first moved to L.A. and I met this woman that to me for the first time ever really embodied this sort of goddess energy. And she was so embodied. She was so in her body. She was so sensual and also in a very safe way, which I had never experienced before. She would, what I like to call now, she was radiant. Mm. She was so radiant and she was a, a walking permission slip. And so I, I started to do this self-love meditation that sort of came through me, which is really coming back to my body because I, I recognized I was quite disconnected from my body through all of my years of modeling. Mm. And 
then through that, the wild woman sequence sort of just downloaded through me. And it was all of my teachings are always around the, the intelligence of the body, the wisdom of the body. And I'd been a dancer my whole life. And I had been taught, you know, the particular ways to dance. And I remember always really enjoying this free form um, modern dance where you just get to express what you feel. And that was really sort of like the, the, the blanket over everything is, is having the freedom to express what we're feeling. And I recognize as well with Johan that finally having this strong masculine container, I, I, I met all of these emotions that I didn't even know were present in my body. I was like, holy shit, I'm crying all the time. And I need a way to, to channel these energies. And, and then wild woman was birthed and it sort of, it's gone through so many iterations. It was in the beginning, nine hours long. Oh my God. Yeah. (laughs) So crazy to think about. And it's gone to five hours and now it's a beautiful little concise two hours. And I'm grateful for all the different iterations. And it was just really a gift from the goddess. And, and I, I had the idea. And I think the the most important thing is that I acted on that idea. Mm. Absolutely. And I love what you mentioned about feeling like you weren't very embodied, even though you were in all these years of modeling, Um, when your face and your body is kind of what you're being uh, paid for what you're being, you know, seen for. Um, that's really, really interesting. And do you have any insight as to why you think it was such a separate situation for you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think exactly what you express. It's it, it, my body became a commodity in itself mm-hmm. and I became separate from that commodity. And I, and I, began to treat myself as separate. And it was always around, you know, I have to lose an inch here and be this particular measurement and and my skin has to look a certain way. And it was, it really became a, a constant thought in my mind. It was constantly how to improve, how do I get there? And what, what is even there? And I recognize, I remember so very clearly one day talking to my mom in the back of a cab in in New York city. And I recognized in that moment that I was, that I was being enslaved by my mind. Mm -hmm. And I was in this really negative self-criticizing vortex or pattern that had just been feeding itself over and over again. And, and, and I knew enough by then to sort of when I had that realization to, to, to be like, okay, I'm actually perpetuating this by continuing to think this way. And I knew in that moment that I needed to make a really quick shift. And I very quick after that, I moved to LA and I stopped modeling and, and I, I made a promise to myself that I was going to heal my relationship to my body, to come back into union with it, to, to learn to trust my instinctual wisdom of the physical body versus the societal conditioning of my mind. Mm. Holy shit. And I'm guessing that had to have been something that wild woman was meant to kind of heal for you as well as for all the women that you were going to be helping. Absolutely. I mean, I've, I've said this many times is I created this somewhat for myself because you know you you teach what you most need to learn and so i knew that if i was going to share this with women that i had no choice but to truly embody the teachings and so i i set myself up in that way and really put myself on this fast track journey and i'm so so grateful because it changed my life like 100% mm. 
Mm. So for those folks who don't have a clue what Wild Woman is, can you give us a brief little breakdown of what that whole session is like? Yeah, well, it's really about embodying the archetype of the Wild Woman, which for me means a woman of the earth, a woman who is connected to the rhythms of the earth, which are the rhythms of her body and learning how to tap into that instinctual innate wisdom and intelligence that is buzzing nonstop. And so the sequence is, is created in this beautiful arc, um, like everything that I do to clear out stagnant energy, to clear out trauma, to dance through these different feminine archetypes. So there's breath work in the beginning, there's voice release to activate all the chakras. And then there's this very specific uh, archetype dance that we go through that I have found in my, you know, 16 years of dedicated work now that sort of resides in all women. We all have this moment where we shut down our sexual and sensual power and and we feel and carry around this particular shame around our power. And so the, this sequence is really going back through those moments and being able to re-embody what it would be like to be in your sacred rebel and to be in your innocence without the judgment of outside, you know, chitter chatter. And then sort of, you know, I, I really deeply, deeply believe that when we are experiencing and embodying our healing, that's when real healing can actually happen. And so then therefore imprinting us with the you know mantras of I receive my power and it's safe to be in my sexual power. It is safe to receive my sensuality and sort of ending off with my, what I end off everything with, which is self-worship, you know, really taking the time because again, we are taught and programmed to think that loving ourselves is selfish. And and from such a young age, and I definitely had that imprint, not from my parents, but from people around me. So to give women permission to be in this space of self-worship, it is so profound and special to touch ourselves and, and have that mantra inside of like, I am worthy and I am beautiful and my body is magical and my being is, 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 stunning, it does something to us that is incredible. Absolutely. And I think what's interesting is I think you kind of find what you need when you need it most. And so I had just come off of birth control, hormonal birth mm-hmm. control, when I took the wild woman. I think I did it in June and I came off birth control in May. And the mm-hmm. first and major thing that I realized coming off of the pill was that my libido was completely gone. And I also realized that I had been stifling the feminine part of me for probably a well over a decade mm-hmm. because of the grind of my you know day job yeah. where it's just go, 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 go. But what came up for me, you know, I was going into that practice thinking, all right, I'm going to get into my sensual body. The shit that came up for me most was just like complete rage, grief, and sadness. And I love that you have this container where you're allowed to like you hold that for the people. And then you also teach us how to hold it as well. So Mm. thank you for that. Mm. I love hearing that. That's like music (laughs) to my ears. Yeah. And so you talk a lot about this, you know, sacred rage. And over the last, you know, year to year and a half, I think we've all come up with a whole bunch of anger, sadness, worry, and fear. Um, And so what is your, you know, practice to move through 
rage and and why do you think that is so healthy and necessary? Oh my gosh. I mean, it's, I think it's one of the most important things and it's, it's, I'm so grateful because right now in the world, it's actually become so present and bless all of the, the women and, and men or everyone who are talking about this because exactly as you said, we are in and have been for so long, this grind and we're in a go, go, go mentality. And we really don't allow ourselves to feel anything that's actually taking place. Mm-hmm. And so what I like to think about is that sacred rage is really, it's, it's like the, the top of the iceberg. And underneath that is this depth of sadness and emotion of loss of grief that we are all yearning to feel, but because we've been so suppressed and repressed, it comes out in this peak of just like, we need to rage the fuck out right Mm -hmm. now and give ourselves permission because of, again, all of the conditioning and programming that if you scream or if you're angry, you're crazy, you're insane, you're a bitch, you're all of these things, especially for women, you know, it's much more acceptable for men and for women. It's like, as soon as that comes out, you have like a a, a stamp on you. That's like, this girl's crazy. Mm -hmm. And so I really feel that the most important thing is learning how to create sacred spaces for you to access and feel these emotions. Mm -hmm. Now, the deeper layer of that is I really truly believe that as feminine or, or yin energy, we are emotional beings. We are designed to feel emotions, to let emotions run through us like water. And when we block them, that's when it really creates like buildup, explosiveness, chaos, like erratic energy. And so giving ourselves, you know, I, I do some sort of raging almost every single day, you know, I'm shaking, I'm, I'm getting it out because it's become a practice of this part of me is safe. This part of me is valid this part of me is just as important as the light. And I, I think that's the, the sort of the deeper layer is shifting our mind and our being to recognize that these darker, more dense emotions are equally as important. And they actually have a great message for us because our body's always speaking to us in every single moment. And it will start off as a hum. It's very silent are you listening? Are you listening? And we're not taught to listen to that intuitive hit, that intuitive voice. And so it needs to come to a scream for us yeah. to actually hear what's happening. And so when that arises, it's like, okay, my love, it's time for you to create a sacred space where you have the permission and freedom, where you're not pointing this energy to a specific person. Yep. That's when it gets complicated, right? It's not about the other person, you know, it's about fully freely expressing it in your own space so that that chaotic energy can can be moved through you so that you can actually receive the message that's underneath it. Mm-hmm. And what do you mean when you talk about this sacred space or like a safe ritual mm-hmm. space? What's that all about and how does somebody create that? Mm. I love this question. And I sort of had this really deep, powerful realization this past summer, you know, how I like to think about it is when you're going to see a therapist, when you're going to see a coach, when you are going to some sort of ritual, a a moon, you know, moon circle or a medicine journey, you are creating very profound time and space 
for this thing. So let's use therapy as an example, because it's the most mainstream. When you've decided to work with a therapist, you're enlisting this like universal energy to create time every week where you go and your sole focus is to understand yourself more deeply. Mm-hmm. Right. So you're the most two, two most important things is your intention and all of your attention. So you have this hour, you're not looking at your phone during that hour. You're not thinking about anything else. You've, you've even further, right. You've paid for this session. So you're fully focused on what it is that you're getting out of that moment. Mm-hmm. So when we're doing this, we're sort of, I like to say, working in tandem with the universe, you're saying, this is my sacred time. I'm blocking this off. I'm not looking at my phone. I'm not distracted. I'm not thinking about what I'm cooking for dinner. I'm here solely for myself. And that can mean, of course, there are things you can do. You can light sage and you can light incense. And that sort of sets the space so that it feels different from your normal space. And we are, you know, we're feeling beings. So it's, you know, playing the right music, having no one disturbing you, Having, you know, lighting incense and having a beautiful blanket down and having your pillows there makes you feel like this is a special moment for just you and you. And so really the blanket is intention, attention, you creating that space and time that is solely focused on your discovery. And then, you know, really most importantly, having an intention. What are you going in with, with the energy of, what are you looking to receive and to allow people to really understand that they're doing that all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, when you go see a doctor, you're, you're setting a, you're not, if you go and get a surgery, right. So we can, we can maybe compare medicine journeys to surgery. Mm-hmm. You're going in, you're not planning anything for the next day. Right. You need to integrate, right. You're, you're not going to take your phone in and be like, Oh, I have a meeting. Oops. I'm getting a call. No, yeah. that is that time that is for you to heal. And then you have the next day where you are just simply integrating. And so that's what I really mean by sacred space. And I think it's such a beautiful question. I'm so thankful for you asking it because people can think it's much bigger than it is. It's really that simple is creating that time and space that is just for you to be in self intimacy and discovery. Mm. And I think that, you know, last year when folks were forced to stay at home and they couldn't go to do all these things. Um, it maybe even became more important for them to create a safer, a sacred space, a safe space in their home to, to be by themselves, especially if they were working from home and their kids were learning from home. It's yeah. like things just got sort of wild there for a while. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Deeply. Yeah, absolutely. And I love how you mentioned that, you know, you need to take the time to integrate some, there's this buzzword that I've been using, or I haven't been using it, I've been hearing it, um, especially in, you know, embodiment teaching, and it's integration, and then alchemization. Mm -hmm. Um, Can you talk a little bit about kind of what those mean? and, And especially when it comes to certain things where they're huge emotions, like grief and sadness and shame? Yes, it's, it's so beautiful. You know, our mind is so tricky. It's a beautiful, intricate space. And, you know, it's been proven in so many studies that our, as time goes by, our memory of a thing is is more so like a memory of a memory of a memory of a memory. Mm-hmm. And so what I really believe is that our beliefs create our life. What you believe is 
planted in your reticulator activating system. And you're working in tandem with the universe to confirm that belief every single moment of every single day. And so we have a tendency to carry around these beliefs from, you know, years and years and years, 20 years, 30 years, 15 years ago. And we let them live in our body and we are still abiding by that agreement that we made when we had no sort of discernment of our choices. Mm -hmm. And so the alchemization process is really re-meeting those moments and realizing that in this moment right now, you are safe. You know, you are safe. You can trust yourself. You maybe you made mistakes in the past. We all made mistakes in the mm-hmm. past. That's inevitable. That's how we learn and we grow and we understand our boundaries and being able to come into self-forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Alchemization to me really means experiencing and receiving the fullness of the moment versus what our tendency is, is to make up a story that therefore turns into a memory and a memory and many that sort of keeps us hostage without realizing that this isn't real right now. And I just had this conversation with one of my clients who just did a wild ritual with me. She said, I was, you know, I was, I was running and um, I felt all this heaviness and pain in my body. And I stopped and I realized I could tell that little girl in me that that isn't real right now. Mm-hmm. I'm happy right now. I'm, I'm on a beautiful hike. I'm in my best body. I'm married to the love of my life that doesn't need to exist anymore. That's just a belief that I've been running for years and years and years. And it's, you know, of course we're not to blame. These are all things that we're never taught about. Right. And when in that moment we can have that realization, that's alchemy right Mm. there. Oh, I no longer need to run this illusion that is no longer real in this moment. And I can reclaim my power from where I, you know, gave it away or whatever it is. And and start anew. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's beautiful. That's really really well well said for sure. And you mentioned wild rituals. It is one of the more recent offerings that you do. Um, can you talk a little bit about what that's all about? Mm, it's uh, I'm so in love with it. <laughs> you know, I've been doing this for so long now, and I, I'm sort of at this place where. I have this this deep knowing that I want to do what I want to do, you know, <laughs> blatant. I'm like, I love ritual space. It is really, truly one of my favorite spaces to be in myself and to lead people through because I know on some deep level that this is one of my superpowers. And so I'm like, okay, if I want to do this and the reoccurring thing that I, I hear from so many people is, you know, they have a a fear of doing it by themselves, or they feel resistance to doing it by themselves, or they don't go as deep when they're by themselves, which I understand because, you know, I'm so blessed that I practice with my partner every day and we have that union. And so it was very clear, okay, well, I'm just going to host ritual space so we can do it together. And again, it's a similar structure. There's a lot of breath work and voice release, and we work with particular themes every ritual and every ritual is always different and it's always Mm -hmm. deeply involved with music that helps us travel and using these different modalities mudras mantras um movements uh, tapping to sort of really come back into union with the physical body and to do it in a group of super high powered epic women Mm mm-hmm I love that. And I know when you talk about this uh, wild rituals on your Instagram, one of the things that um, I know you mentioned you guys were going to work through are, you know, 
feelings of rage, which we already discussed, but I can imagine it's probably also a bit of shadow work for each person individually. And for me personally, it's funny, you know, I pull tarot cards for myself. And last year at the beginning of 2020, the theme for the whole year that came up was shadow work. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. And then you look at 2020 and it's like, holy shit. Yeah. Um, So I haven't really spoken with anyone about true shadow work on the Mm -hmm. podcast yet. And I'd love to hear from you just kind of what you think that's all about, why it is essential to Mm. becoming, you know, a healed person Mm. and and how it can really make you feel more in your body. Yeah. It's so, it's so important. It's so beautiful because this week's theme for my ritual is shadow work. Okay. (laughs) So it's perfect. Uh, You know, I really, I really feel that in the most simple way of expressing shadow work is really the aspects of yourself that are in the shadow that are in the dark. And I really believe that that comes from past experiences in our life where we felt shamed, blamed, guilted, um, where we felt like we've done something wrong, like some part of us is wrong. Mm -hmm. And therefore we stuff that part of us deep down somewhere into our body, our shoulders, our hips, our jaw, our pussy, wherever it is. Mm -hmm. And we, we sort of close the door, put a lock on it. And we're like, that part of us is not worthy. Uh It's ugly because of the past experience that it created a scenario that we didn't like. Mm -hmm. And again, it's so important to to recognize when we're young and when most of these things happen to us in our formative years, in our, in our teen years, we don't have the discernment to, to understand what's right or wrong. We are simply in the discovery of our boundaries. And I I believe in a lot of ways, it's important for us to go through that. Mm -hmm. We have to make a quote unquote, if you want to put it that, a wrong decision or an underdeveloped decision to understand, oh, okay, that didn't really feel well. Mm -hmm. And however, our programming in society is like, if that didn't feel good, then that part of me is wrong. That part Mm -hmm. of me is bad. And so Shadow work is really bringing those parts of us back to the surface and and making friends with them and and making love to them and sh- and reminding them that they are worthy, that they are lovable, that they are beautiful and they are perfect as they are. And that that goes really into the alchemization process mm-hmm. and I had, you know, one of my dear friends, Layla Martin, helped me through a, a really big shadow process when my husband and I were going through a difficult time. She stood with me in the kitchen and she just said, this is your shadow. This is a part of you that you have shamed that is rearing its head because it wants your attention. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the most important thing is that these are parts of us that like every single being in the entire world wants to be seen, loved, heard, received. Yep. And so it's going to rear its head and really push to get our attention because it wants those things. And as soon as we sort of see here, receive and love them, that's the alchemization process. Mm-hmm. And then we can actually start to walk together, right? The yin and the yang, the light and the dark, and then receiving all of that power that we've sort of locked away in, in you know, the house of our being. And now we can, we can express and experience ourselves with all of the lights turned on. Yeah, absolutely. And what are some of the things, the tools that you've used that you've seen personally be very effective when it comes to you doing your own shadow work? 
Definitely breath work. You know, you've had Johan on, so yeah. the pyramid breath work is is an absolute game changing experience. I, we have been doing it. I mean, we've been doing breath work and meditation for years. Johan for freaking thirty years. Yeah. Me every day for eight and a half years. The pyramid breath is because of its cathartic um, states that you go into. Mm-hmm. It really allows any shadow aspect of me to come up and for me to express it in the moment. Yeah. So that is definitely one of them. Dance, of course, you know, being able to, again, create your sacred space, come into the moment, tune into that energy, ask that energy how it wants to express, put on a song and then let that part of you just move freely without any judgment. And then also really having having uh, people around you that can be positive reflections. And that, and that doesn't mean just like, oh, a friend. It means all of the incredible people that are doing like magnificent work in the world. Mm-hmm. Having that as your, your, you know, base versus, you know, the other chatter that's around. I mean, there's a lot of chatter in our world right now and it can really take us down this negative road of thinking that we're bad, we're bad, I'm wrong, I'm wrong. And really having, spending our our time investing our energy in people that are reminding us of our beauty, of our power, of the fact that we can be whole and healing at the same time. Mm -hmm. Those are the most important things for me. I love that. I feel like it's one of your mottos that you can be whole and healing at the same time. I fucking love that so much. And I will say, you know, for me in my journey, it's been hard because I live kind of in the middle of the, the big Bible belt. And so finding folks who are more, um, into the, you know, more spiritual realm versus the very religious realm. And those who are into, you know, embodiment and more woo woo things has been tough for me. Mm -hmm. But hearing you say that, that it's folks who maybe you don't even really know, but you're following on social media or you're going to their courses and sessions like I've got, I've done with you. For me, that has been very helpful, especially recently. I called like my entire Instagram following. Like I got rid of thousands of accounts that I was just feeling um, weren't in alignment with me anymore. And so how would you suggest people find their tribe? I have been trying to call in a tribe, like my soul tribe through, you know, finding, um, you know, different groups and things like that. How did you find yours? And, you know, what are some of the ways that you can really cultivate, you know, those people into your life that, you know, maybe can be those mirrors for you? Mm. Yeah, it's such a beautiful question. And I think there's, there's two aspects of it. The one aspect that just feels present for me to express is there is so there's so much variety out there, right? There is, you know, there's people who are deep into religion. There's people who are deep into witchery. There's, there's all sorts of variety and and they're all beautiful. Really. They all have, they all come from the same core, which is there's, you know, something bigger than us that is magical that I want to be connected to. And oftentimes when we're in this pursuit of something we desire, we have a tendency as beings to reject the things we don't desire. Mm. You know, this is not what I want. And if I can, you know, I'm going to go deep into this because it's coming through. When we reject something, it persists Ah. energetically. That's just our power, right? If we, if we have a belief that something is bad, then 
the universe it's literally designed this this beautiful system is designed to continue to confirm that mm. so it's not that and then we can have whatever thought about it but what are we focusing our thoughts on is on a daily basis how can we infuse our our energetic you know like what is the thing antenna to attract what we like is i'm i'm ready to experience magic mm. i'm ready to be ex- surprised i'm ready to be surprised in a way that i can't even imagine and then the, the next more sort of actionable step to that is doing things that you wouldn't normally do. Hmm. I, I made that choice, a very, very powerful choice when I moved from New York to LA and I got to LA and I said, I'm not going to do the same thing I've done for the last seven years. I'm going to make a list of all the things I've always wanted to do. And when anyone asks me to do something, and if I feel a little bit scared, that's probably the thing I should do. <laughs> and, and it's, you know, now, of course, we're in a really interesting space in the world and we're starting to open up. But exactly as you said, is doing these online courses, um, reading that book and and really continuing to take that action and infusing our belief system of, of I'm so excited to meet people that inspire me. And let that be your, your base of where you're going every day and reciting that every day. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited and acknowledging it when it happens, even if it's the person in the grocery store is really kind and really loving. And you thank the universe in that moment for that moment. It was really, you know, when I, again, when I first moved here, it was such a, I had the moments and I got invited to the things that I would normally been invited to in New York. And it was hard for me to say no, but I knew that when I was saying no, it wasn't because this was bad. It's because I was saying yes to something that I wasn't even aware of yet. And there's that trust in the unknown that is, it's, I think, yearning for us to take that leap. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, I think, wow, there's been so much that we've covered in the past little bit. I mean, from, you know, the, the rage to, you know, the embodiment what else are you feeling called to share, if anything, just about either your offerings or about life in general right now? Mm. Oh, gosh. I mean, I think all, all, all around that sort of understanding, I'm really, really in the awareness around our beliefs mm-hmm. and the, the deeper, deeper layers of we, I, I say this in all my courses, we are the master healers you have all of the power within you. And, and I know that it can feel scary mm-hmm. and it really this time because of the, the freaking crazy year we've had to learn, to let that fear propel you forward, to, to ca- let it be a catalyst to creating something that you want. And something I said on my last ritual is there is enough proof in the world of things going right we have to focus our energy on that. Mm-hmm. So whatever belief it is, it can be like, oh, I, I don't believe that I can find a right partner. You know, I don't believe I'm, and the deeper layer of that is like, I don't believe I can find anyone that understands me. Or, you know, I don't feel like I can find anyone that, it, you know, is going to be a match to me. Find the, the proof outside of you. Find that couple or that love that inspires you and hold that 
as, as a, as a foundation in the same way for your career or for, you know, how you are in your body or whatever it is, finding that proof outside of you and letting that be our focus. Because again, in this crazy world that we're in right now, there's so much, there's so much energy up in the air. There's a lot of dense energy. There's a lot of what, you know, you would categorize as negative energy. And my belief and my belief has always been this way is you, what you're focusing on is going to grow. Mm-hmm. And so what it is, what is it that you're spending your time on? And I think one thing that comes through is we're all on social media right now and it's an incredible tool. And I'm so grateful for social media because it's how I run my business and how I get, you know, spread to all over the world. And for some reason, because we're on social media, we feel this this guilt that we have to engage with every single thing that's happening Mm -hmm. and it can sort of run our life. And we end up spending all this time on this device feeling really bad about ourselves. Mm -hmm. And I'm not to say like, this is the time to make that change, but I don't necessarily think you can make that change from really feeling terrible, terrible about what you're doing. Right. It's more so what are my strengths And how can I focus my energy on expanding those? Yeah. You know, exploring those, being in discovery of those, and then sharing that. You know, when when everything is happening, the thing I always come back to is love is so important right now. Everyone is, is, is hurting. Everyone is experiencing their own wounding and trauma. We're all healing, right? And, and, So when we see people out in our day-to-day or we see them on Zoom or whatever it is in whatever context, making it an effort to spread love and to infuse your experience with love so that you are attracting that, Mm -hmm. so that actual real change can happen. Mm. I love that. That was perfect. And I really have to agree. I think that what you speak into existence is what, you know, does happen. And I love what you mentioned about, you know, if you're trying to reject certain things or if you're always focusing on a little bit of a negative thing, if you can morph that into a more positive way of getting around it, then that'll be what really can help change your life. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. And and then last little piece of that, it's like, you know, it can sometimes get lost in like spiritual bypassing. Yeah. The, the anger that you feel and the hurt that you feel is valid. And what is actually needed is for you to create that sacred space, set up that <clears throat> vortex and portal, go in mm-hmm. and feel it fully and then reclaim all that power and then channel it into what you want. Mm-hmm. And before we go, can you talk about what spiritual bypassing is? It is a term I only recently learned and I was like, oh shit, yeah. that was me. <laughs> <laughs> so many of us, so yeah. many of us, you know, it, and it exists really predominantly in the spiritual community because, you know, there's, there's all these different ways. It's like, oh, this doesn't mean anything. Emotions don't mean anything. And in some ways, like on a really macro, big esoteric, it's true. You know, we're just beings floating on a huge rock through. And sometimes we can pass over emotions that are there to to teach us something, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's so powerful. You know, I would say the simplest form is, oh, no, that didn't like that didn't affect me Mm -hmm. versus 
wow, I recognize a part of me that feels really sad and hurt by that. Mm-hmm. That is so powerful. And I, I always think about everything is energy, right? And so when we have the ability to go into something and vulnerably just open and see it for exactly as it is to us from our perspective, then we reclaim our power from it. You know, it's mm-hmm. so powerful. I said this to my friend yesterday, it's so powerful to say, I'm sorry, or to say, thank you. Mm-hmm. And I, those are two things that I want to say on a regular basis. Even if it wasn't my intention to hurt you, I can still apologize for the hurt that I caused. Mm-hmm. And spiritually bypassing can sometimes be like, oh, well, you took that wrong. It wasn't my intention. And that's your work that you need to do. Mm-hmm. And yes, that might, part of that might exist. And as beings who are really desiring to return to love, we can acknowledge when we've created something that wasn't our intention. And, and it's, again, going back to being seen, received, heard, and loved. Every being wants that. And if we can offer that up and help someone in that moment, simply by really acknowledging and being actually sorry mm-hmm. for whatever it is that we cause, it is profound what that does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Where can folks connect with you online? What are your current offerings that you are, you're doing online? Oh, my handles. Well, you can find me on Instagram, positive Pringle, just like positive (laughs) energy, Pringle, like the potato chip. That's my real last name. (laughs) And you can also find me at IamRachelPringle.com. I always have courses coming up. Um, I'm doing a big course with Mind Valley that will be out in in a few months. So lots of things in the works. And I I definitely am making a a point to do more little... things on IG. I have lots of already up there dance things and meditation things. So I always encourage people who don't have the impetus to do it on their own, go onto my page, go to IG live, mm-hmm. practice with me. Um, there's tons and tons of people on there who are loving it. So yep. yeah, I, it's me. It's me. I'm on there loving it. <laughs> I've taken, you know, Johan's uh, the big course on pyramid breath with my husband. And then when I talked with him a couple of weeks ago, um, with Johan, I started reconnecting. And so sometimes I'll do his little like freebie thing that he has, but more often than anything, I'm in there where like, it's you and Mia or you and whoever. And then it's just like the shake off release and the primal screaming. And yeah, yeah uh, primal screaming got me through 2020. I will fucking I- say that. Same. I mean, it's like, if I can give anyone anything, it's like, learn how to create a safe space for you to scream. I mean, when I went to Estonia this past summer and I did a big 52 women workshop and so many of the women said that this is the first time I've ever given myself permission to scream. Mm -hmm. I was like, whoa. Yep. Yeah. Yes. Rachel, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me today. Of course. It was my pleasure. Thank you so much. I loved it. Yeah. Ah, I loved our conversation. I really have enjoyed being able to speak with Rachel, and I hope you loved our conversation as well. Remember, you can find all of the links to her Instagram and website in the show notes. You can also connect with me on Instagram at Leslie Draffin and at the Light Within Podcast. If there's someone you would love to hear on the podcast, send me an email at thelightwithinpodcast at gmail.com. The best way to support the podcast is by downloading episodes, sharing them, leaving a rating or a review. And remember, there's no light without darkness, but there's no darkness without light. I'll see you next time.